eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome in to Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Here's the thing. On the show today... I didn't do this as well as I wanted to because I ran out of time, but I love looking up at old baseball statistics, and I really love like talking about how stupid some of the greatest players that have ever played, like how good they actually were when you start looking at the numbers. And we had like three or four minutes left in the show, which wasn't enough time for me to really get all of this stuff out and marvel at how great Ted Williams is. But there's a second component of this that I also didn't get, which now I'm going to have the opportunity to share. I love talking about how there are things in baseball that have changed and things that are the same. And that connection between the past and and the present. Well, there's a pretty big connection in Chicago right now to one of baseball's greatest hitters, Chris Bryant. And I'll get to that in a minute. But I I wanted to start off so that you understand where I'm coming from with this. It's one of my favorite pieces of things that I've just stumbled across, like hopping around on YouTube. It's Ted Williams, who wrote a book called The The Art of Hitting. And it's, it's something that you should invest in if you do like. It actually still makes sense today when you read some of the things that Ted was saying about hitting. I ran across this piece of video on YouTube where Ted Williams is explaining his thoughts on launch angle and swing plane. And I think it's it's great because so many of us in baseball who love baseball have been talking about this. And I know that my guy, Joe Madden, has railed against this too. But I think that it's interesting that it still comes from a place in baseball history. So this is Ted Williams explaining how one should swing at a pitched ball. Pay close attention. It's only 40 seconds, but pay close attention to to what the man says. A lot of people say to swing level, which isn't too bad. Others say to swing down at the ball, which I think is real bad. But to me... The ideal swing has always been one that was slightly up, slightly up. The reason I say that is because the pitcher throwing the ball to the plate into the strike zone 
is delivering the ball at somewhere from four to eight degrees of angle. I think it makes sense to think that if you swing in the opposite plane in which the ball is being pitched from, that your chances of making contact are much greater. So this is arguably the greatest hitter of all time. Talking about this, now think about everything that you learned about hitting when you were a kid. What did they tell you to do? They were always telling us to hit down on the ball. You know, have that, that slice swing and hit down on it and, and run it out. And I understand the concept. I understand the concept of make the defense make three plays. They got to catch it. They got to throw it. And then they got to catch it again if you hit the ball on the ground. Whereas if you hit the ball in the air, they only have to make one play. They only have to catch it. So I understand the, the idea of putting um, pressure on the defense to get it right by hitting the ball on the ground. I also used to hate it. As, as a little leaguer, I used to hate that that was the thing. Now, I have noticed, not that you care, but my own swing is extremely level. There's almost no uppercut to it. And I'm an oppo guy. I've always been an oppo guy. That's where my power is, where I can extend my arms and I go to right center. But here's Ted Williams explaining to you why you should have an uppercut swing. Now, you're going, wait, what does that have to do with anything? Well, one of the players in town is, is a direct descendant of this. And that's Chris Bryant. Because Chris Bryant's father played under Ted Williams. Now, Chris Bryant's father, Mike, never you know was a big league star. But he played under Ted Williams... And I went back and looked. There's a, a great piece on this from 2017 that Mark Gonzalez wrote for the Tribune. And let me just give you a couple of quotes that he got from Chris's dad, Mike, about this. He said, quote, what Ted was teaching, some baseball people still are fighting it, which is childish and stupid. For 20 years, guys have been trying to get to trying to get spin on top of the ball. And then he goes on to talk about Ted's book, The Science of Hitting. And he said, Ted has never gotten the credit that he deserves. Look at the players reviving their careers. Josh Donaldson, Justin Turner, Ryan Zimmerman. And I'm sure Zimmerman learned from Daniel Murphy his swing. I know what I was teaching my kid was right. So that's him talking about teaching Chris Bryant the lessons that, that he learned from Ted Williams. He went on to say in this piece in Tribune, in Little League, I can't tell you how many coaches said hit the ball on the ground just because it's easy to get on base because it's tough to make plays when you're younger. That's what Chris said about the whole thing. But to be a better baseball player, if I wanted to play this game for a long time, you watch the big leagues and see there's more damage done in the air. That's what I needed to do. That's what I bought into. Of course, listen to your dad, too. I'm happy to have him as my coach because I listened to what he said and it was always the right stuff. And that stuff came from, from Ted Williams. I just love that this is that clip that I played you of Ted Williams was 50 years ago. And he was talking about stuff that you see Chris Bryant do on a daily basis in, in 2019, 2020, hopefully in 2020.
so I just thought I would share and talk about it because I'm fascinated by stuff like that. And you're like, oh, well, look, here you have like, well, why does Chris Bryant swing like that? Well, he swings like that because his dad taught him what Ted Williams taught him. Speaking of Ted Williams, I would like to talk about his stupid baseball numbers with you for a second. I'm going to make this a thing on my show where I just spotlight players with crazy numbers. We've had a little fun with it every now and again on the show, but I think I'm going to make it more of like a stable thing. And I couldn't get to all of the really silly numbers that Ted Williams has because, I mean, he's one of the best ball players that's ever lived. Things to keep in mind when we're talking about Ted Williams. Ted Williams was a fighter pilot in the military. He apparently had, from all of the indications, he apparently had superhuman vision. It's one of the things that made him a good fighter pilot. It's one of the things that made him a great baseball player. He lost three seasons of his career because he was fighting World War II, and those were seasons 25, 20, 24, 25, and 26. That's how old he was in those three seasons that he missed. All right, now let's talk about the other 19 seasons that he played. You ready? In those 19 seasons, he was an all-star 19 times. He won the MVP twice and got robbed for another, and I'll explain that coming up. He had two triple crowns, six batting titles, and was a career war 121.9. Those numbers are stupid, but let me get more stupid with you. Ted Williams' career on base percentage was 482. This dude was on base 48% of the time for 19 seasons. He had a career on base plus slugging. If you look at OPS and look at people who get into the Hall of Fame, if you've got about an 850 OPS you got a real shot to go to the Hall of Fame, okay? 850. So, Adrian Beltre. Think about how good you think Adrian Beltre is. Adrian Beltre got a shot to be a Hall of Famer. And he was like an 850 OPS for his career. Keep that, you got that that number in your head, right? 850. 850 is close to Hall of Fame career. Ted Williams on base plus slugging for his career was over 1,100. 1.116. That's ridiculous. So remember before I was talking about how Ted Williams went to go fight World War II. He missed three seasons. He was 24, 25, and 26 in the seasons that he missed. This guy had been fighting a war. He had been flying combat missions for three years. He comes back in 1946. Here was his slash line. 342, 497, 667. For an OPS of 1.164. So above his career average. So Ted Williams hit 406, right? In the season that he hit 406, his on-base plus slugging is 1.287. So a 1,300 OPS 
for a season. It gets worse. And by worse, I mean better. In that season, his OPS plus, so on base plus slugging plus, here's how that number works. I know I'm throwing a lot of stuff at you. An average major league player has an OPS plus of 100. So anything above 100 is really good. Anything below 100 is bad. And what you do is you look at the number that's next to the one, and that tells you how many percentages that player is better than the average major league player. Okay, you got it? An OPS plus of 100 is an average major league baseball player. An OPS plus of 110 is a guy that's 10% better than an average baseball player. An OPS plus of 150, which is pretty great, is a guy who's 50% better than an average player. In the season where Ted Williams hit 406, his OPS plus was 235. 235. He was 135% better than an average major league player. These numbers are stupid. Earlier, I was telling you how Ted Williams had two MVPs and got robbed for another one. Well, here's the season that he got robbed. He finishes second in this season. The season where he has a 1,300 OPS and an OPS plus of 235. He finishes second for MVP that season. So I went and looked. I was like, who the hell? Because you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of the season where Wilt Chamberlain averaged 50 points and 25 rebounds a game and didn't win MVP. By the way, that was the same season that Oscar Robertson averaged a triple-double for a season and finished third in MVP voting. It's the same type of thing here. Bill Russell won MVP that season. His numbers weren't close to either one of those guys. It's the same type of lesson here. DiMaggio wins MVP. He had an incredible year. 357, 440, 643. He hit 30 home runs and had an OPS of 1083. Still, the other guy was on base 50% of the time and slugged more than him and was only a few points behind him, and it just fought a war. If you really want to know how great Ted Williams was as a player, and how stupid his numbers are. All you have to do is look at his last season playing Major League Baseball. He spent 22 years around the game at this point. 19 of them in the Major Leagues, three of them fighting World War II. At this point, Ted Williams in his last season, you know how you see people decline when they get to the end of their career? I had to triple check this because it didn't make sense to me. And you know what? I'll even look it up again right now. 
Because I wrote it down, and I was like, that can't be right. No one was that good at baseball, except Ted Williams was that good. In 1960, these are Ted Williams' numbers. His slash line, 316, 451, 645 for an OPS of 1.096. So an 1100 OPS. And remember, 850 gets you into the Hall of Fame. I don't know why I just turned into Mad Dog Chris Russo right there, but I did. You might be going since I threw the OPS plus number at you. Lawrence, what was his OPS plus in his final season? I'm glad you asked me that question. His OPS plus was 190. You know, 90% better than an average major league player. He finished 13th for MVP and was an all-star yet again. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Oh, by the way, his, uh, his average... OPS plus for his career 190 so in the last year of his career he was on his number for his productivity throughout his entire career we haven't even talked about the 521 home runs or the 1839 RBIs that the guy had or the seasons where he's got 14 triples Oh, baseball numbers are the best, man. They're absolutely the best. And Ted Williams was that dude. Thanks for listening.